Welcome to Encompass Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us today. To share your story of what God has been doing in you and through you, take a moment to email us at amen at encompass.org.au. Enjoy today's message. Yes, let's make some noise. Make some noise. Come on. You got to be excited when you're in the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. You guys may take your seats. Hey, I've got to say I'm super excited to finally be able to come back here to Pandora. Um, are you excited? Uh, for a moment there, there was a big pause. I um, just got a bit worried. But you know, um, before we get started today, for me it's very important, very important to honor Pastor John and Pastor Lois. You know, many years ago, I got an opportunity to come up and do an offering message, and I took it very seriously. I took it as an opportunity to honor God, and today is no different. But they've guided us, they've loved on my wife and I through the challenges of life, and we've seen God's hand move, and we want to honor both of you. Church, why don't we put our hands together for Pastor John and Pastor Lois. But I also wanted to take this opportunity to honor Pastor Jason and Pastor Alyssa. Now, many of you might not know this, but the plant of Craigie Burn happened because God spoke to Pastor John many years ago. But it was Pastor Jason and Pastor Alyssa that said yes to bringing together a team which we we're a part of. They stepped out in the middle of COVID to plant a church, and the church started in a life group online. And we saw people coming in, and here I was super excited, but then to my surprise, they wanted a meeting with us and said if we would lead it. So I had to go pray very hard to God, say, God, is this your will for us? You know, I want you to also know Pastor Jason and Pastor Alyssa, they're our supervising pastors. You've got to understand we're stepping into a place where it's the unknown. We're believing that God is making a change and things are happening, but they continue to advise us on how to overcome challenges, on what we could do to embrace what is going on in Craigieburn. So why don't we put our hands together for Pastor Jason and Pastor Alyssa. We honor you now. Thank you. And while I've got the opportunity, because I don't know if I'll be invited back here, so I might, <laughs> might as well take the opportunity. Um, we just want to show you some photos of something that's been happening at Craigieburn. Um, you know, we got a few people who have returned back after their year, and we're grateful for each and every one of them that started, helped us launch. So we've got this first photo that's up here. That there, that is one year celebrating one year. Do you know that? If you zoom into that photo, please don't zoom in. I'm just saying if you go on social media, I might end up looking skinnier on there. Um, but if you zoom into the photo, you'll notice that a lot of the people, they came from the community. They're there from the community. So, and we have this next photo that's coming up. Now this here, it started off being our volunteers night. We wanted to bring all our volunteers in to, to just celebrate and do more than just serving. We wanted to do life together. But as people joined the church, what happened was we started inviting them and then it ended up being a volunteers night. It became, uh, do you want to come and join our games night? There are families in there with their kids right now. They just had been to church for the second time, for the third time. 
they came in and they acted like they'd been there for a whole year. Do you know today, I want to tell you something, just a praise report. Those families not only came to the games night, they've joined life groups, but now they're serving capacity and we didn't have to twist their arm. God was doing a work in their hearts. Come on. And we've got a few more photos up here of what God has been doing across the year. You know, and in the next two photos that we've got here, and the kids' ministry is exploding. You know, the, the church is exploding. We just move locations and, you know, starting to run out of room. But we are grateful to God. You know what? I want to share this with you, and I want you to catch it in your spirit. When something good happens in Bandura, we all win. We say that all the time at Craven. When something good happens to Doreen, we all win. God gets the glory. We don't touch God's glory. When something happens in Craven, we all win. Amen? Catch that in your spirit. Let's give God a round of applause right now. You know, let's take this opportunity to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to come in at this time. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we pray for your Holy Spirit. It's not by might, not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And we pray that you would intervene at this moment, Father God that you would minister to each and every one of us through your word. In Jesus' name, we say this prayer. We all say, amen, amen. You know, the title of my message today is this, the God of the second chances. Everyone say the God. Say the God like you want to say the God. The God of the second chances. Uh, just to clarify something before we carry on, when I say chance, I'm not trying to have an American accent here, so, um, and neither I am trying to make it an Australian accent. But over the years, I've taught in schools where I've come to the understanding that no matter how hard I try to use an Australian accent, it just doesn't sound right. But there has been some success. I know how to say chance and dance. How good is that? So I'm going to be saying chance, and you're going to hear it a lot today. So I'm going to have a question for each and every one of you guys. Check. Must be that good. We have to have two mics. I think the production team trying to give me a hint. All right. Who here has ever, you know, made a few mistakes before? Let's see a show of hands. Fantastic. I, you know what? I just saw half the room. That means the other people, they've never made a mistake in their life before. Absolutely fantastic. May the force be with you. <laughs> so check this out. You know, my family and I, we went uh, on a family, extended family trip to Samoa. If you don't know where that is, um, it's an island near Fiji. Everyone goes for a holiday in Fiji. But my auntie and uncle, right, they've lived in Australia for many years. And in the time they lived in Australia, I'm pretty sure the time they came to Australia, there wasn't really any good roads in Samoa. So when we went back on this trip, they hired a vehicle and they started driving around, right? And they chose to drive into this um, one-way street that they were driving down, and they could not believe their eyes. Every time they drove down, people would wave. The next person, people would wave. And they were like, these people are so friendly here in Samoa. You know, and they start waving back and smiling. And they got to the end of the street and they came to the realization they were driving in the wrong direction. That these people were trying to wave them down and tell them, you are going the wrong way. You know, and I was saying to them, they're laughing while they're telling me. And I go, hey, somebody could have got hurt. You guys got to got hurt. But, you know, thank God that God is a God that gives us second chances. 
So they had a second chance to drive in the right direction the following day. How good was that? So my first point today is this. God gives us a second chance despite our mistakes. Amen? So let's say it with me. God gives us a second chance despite our mistakes. We all need a second chance somewhere. We're not perfect. We don't have it all together. And you know, church, I've got to share with you that God has given me many second chances time and time again because he is graceful, he is good. But with those second chances, there have come consequences. I want you to be clear about that. It's really rare for anyone to actually try something for the very first time and become successful at it. They would need a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance, and so on. But you know, the reason why they would have become successful with what they're doing is because they kept going at it. They kept taking that opportunity. They kept making sure they were going to have another go. Amen? Like I said before, we've all made mistakes somewhere in our life. You know, if we look through the Bible, we continuously see how God used people that made mistakes, giving them a second chance, a third chance, and just multiple chances. If we look at the life of Moses, he murdered a man. But you know what? God gave him a second chance. God used them to bring his people out of Egypt. If we look at the life of David, David, he committed adultery. He murdered a man as well. But listen to this. God gave him a second chance. But even more than that, the Bible talks about how David is a man after God's own heart. And I always used to wonder, how is that possible? This guy made some really big mistakes, but he's called a man after God's own heart. You know, I came to the realization that it was because David knew how to come before God and repent and turn from his mistakes and his wicked ways. We know the story of Rahab, the prostitute. You know, she helped two of Joshua's men. And as a result, not only was her life saved, but her family's life was saved. God gave her a second chance. We also know about Peter, one of the disciples. He spent so much time with Jesus. But in that time, when he denied Jesus publicly, but God gave him a second chance, and he went on to make disciples for God. Amen? Do you know that God is patient? He's patient with giving each and every one of us a second chance. Micah 7 verse 18 says this, Is there any God like you for giving iniquity, passing over transgressions? He is not angry forever because he delights in gracious love. You know, we read about the story of Jonah. You know, God gave him a command and he fled from it, right? God told him to go into Nineveh and preach the gospel and call the people to turn from their wicked ways. And he jumps onto a ship and he goes in the opposite direction. He was disobedient to God. But you know, while he was disobedient to God, he jumps on the ship. A storm comes along. The sailors were trying to work out why this storm had come. And they came to the realization that it happened because Jonah was disobedient to his God. So they go and ask Jonah, what should we do? And Jonah goes, chuck me off the boat. But the problem with that was these guys, these sailors didn't want to do that. 
But you know, the more they left them on, the worse the storm had come through. But so they chucked them off the boat. Now watch this. God sends a big fish, swallows them, keeps them in the belly of the fish, you know, three days and three nights. In that time, God gave him a second chance. He could have drowned in that water. And you know, after the third day, the fish threw him out, and he went into Nineveh, and he preached the gospel and called people to repent. Now, I want you to listen carefully to something. The people of Nineveh, they said that these were wicked people. Now, think about this. They probably didn't even think they needed a second chance. But God was looking down on them and wanted to give them their second chance. So not only did he give Jonah a second chance with the fish coming and taking him, saving his life, but he gave Jonah a second chance to go out there and preach the gospel and do what he asked him to do the first time. That is the grace of God, still giving a second chance. Amen? Now, there's this story of this pastor um, who was disobedient to the voice of God. And just before you start getting worried, no, the pastor wasn't me. Get a bit worried, this guy's preaching and he's disobedient to God. You know, this pastor's a great author. Um, you know, he, he was preparing to speak at a conference. And as he was preparing to speak at this conference, you know, God spoke to him and said, I want you to preach this message. Now, listen to this. It was a message he had already preached many years ago. The guy didn't want to preach the message because he felt like people had already heard it before. Not only that, he had written a book on the message, and the book is called Overcoming Offenses and Freely Forgiving Those Who Hurt Us. So as he's preparing, he goes to this conference, and he's still battling with God if he should preach the message that he prepared, or should it be obedient to God to preach what God had asked him to preach? During worship, still wrestling with God, and he steps up to the platform. You know, he looks around, and he sees a whole heap of excitement, anticipation, amazing atmosphere. And he felt himself, he felt that he was going to preach what he had prepared, not what God had asked him to do. So he did that. You know, he preached what he felt was right at that time, knowingly that God had asked him to do something else. You see, what happened was the preaching went off and went really well. People responded. People were on their feet. They were affirming him. They were telling him that these strong points in his message was really good. And I'm pretty sure people were blessed by it. But what happened was after all of that had happened at this conference, he went off to his hotel room. And as soon as he got to his hotel room, a sense of depression came over him. You know, he felt a heaviness in his heart. He knew that he had to repent before God for not being obedient to God. So he prays that God would forgive him for what he did, not stepping out in faith to do what God asked him to do. And still this heaviness was over his heart. And he was going to preach at another conference the following day. So from his hotel room to the airplane, still carrying this burden, even though he's asked God to forgive him, and then he jumps onto the plane, and then just before the plane landed, God speaks to him and says to him, you know, this is a new town. I allowed you to carry that burden so that you would understand the weight of disobedience and the severity of you not listening to me. You know, then God starts to explain to him why he told him to preach that message. You know, God says to him, there was a pastor there that night 
that was going through a critical time in his life. His ministry was going through a rough time, and he needed to hear that message. You know, I want to encourage you with something. It's not all doom and gloom, because watch this. Even though he was disobedient to God, God still gave him a second chance. He got into this new town, and God said, when you get there, I want you to be obedient to me. And he still had the opportunity to preach at this conference and inspire lives. But knowing that the lesson was, whatever God says to you to do, that you need to be encouraged and step out in faith and do it. Amen, church? So you might be thinking to yourself, how can we apply the second chance and make the most of it, even when we make mistakes? Number one, we need to come to a place of repentance before God. Number two, we also need to be able to forgive ourselves. And number three, pray that God would give you the courage to step out in faith when he asks you to do something. Amen, church? Isn't it good that God gives us a second chance all the time? My second point is this. God gives us a second chance even if you don't feel worthy, right? Everyone say, God gives us a second chance. Even if you don't feel worthy. You know, many times in life we might feel far away from God. We might feel like we're not worthy. We might feel like it's hard for us to come back to God. We might feel like sometimes we might feel the anointing and the power of God is only for these people, but it's never something for me. I'm going to encourage you with something. Do you know God's anointing? It can come down on each and every one of us. When God chooses for that anointing to come, and that anointing can help you to empower a one-on-one -on -one conversation to help somebody else's life out. So never disregard yourself. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1, 27 and 28, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. Amen, church? You know, if we look at the life of how Saul became Paul, you know, we notice that, you know, the goodness of God chased this guy down. If you know the story, you know, God's mercy can't be overlooked. This guy, Saul, was on his way to Damascus. He hated Jesus. He hated Christians. He wanted them persecuted, persecuted them. You know, Paul, you know Saul, he killed a lot of Christians, a lot of faithful people. If you were to ask me, I'm not sure if I'll give him a second chance. But I want you to know something. That's why we're not God. God is God by himself. He continues to give us a second chance. You know, when he went to, on his way to Damascus, he was blinded by a light. And the Bible says this, Acts 9 verses 4 to 5. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Do you know that Jesus, God changed his name to Paul? And then Jesus made him an ambassador of the gospel. And God gave this guy a second chance. 
and used them so powerfully that, you know, Paul then went on to write most of the New Testament. How good is our God? Come on, let's put our hands together for our God. You see, church, no matter how far we may feel from God, no matter how unworthy we might feel, God is still willing to welcome us with open arms. God is still willing to welcome us into a relationship with him. And yet even then, after giving up his son, he doesn't force us into a relationship with him. In Romans 3 verse 23, the Bible says, we all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. We've got to be grateful that even though we may feel unworthy, that God continues to give us a second chance. Amen? Now, there's the story of this young man in 2006. He was going through um, rehab. He was um, engaged in drug addiction, and he was trying to come out of it. But he had a whole heap of other things happening in his life. And he attended a church event. When he attended this church event, he went... And there was a worship leader who was world-renowned. I know many of you might know her. Um, Darlene Chick was the worship leader, Pastor Darlene Chick. Now, you know, as he's standing there, he's in the crowd, and he's asking himself this question, can God ever use me? Do you know what, church? When someone asks themselves that question, it means they don't feel worthy. They don't feel worthy to be used by God. But the thing was, God transformed this guy's life, turned it all around. He gave his heart fully to the Lord. The guy has gone across different nations preaching the gospel, empowering people with all the struggles that he went through. You know, I heard um, Deanna sharing this morning about no matter what challenges you're going through, understand that in the midst of the challenge, that God can use that challenge and empower someone later on. You know, and what happened was that's the very thing that he did. He stepped out, and now he's telling people that there is hope, that God changed his life, and God can change their life, and he continues to share the story. But the reason why I'm sharing about him and Pastor Darlene Check is this. Last year in 2022, you know, he was, at a, um, he was at a church event, another church event, but this time he wasn't in the crowd. He was standing there next to Darlene Check. And they shared the same platform. His name, you can check him out on Instagram. Anyone here on Instagram? Yep, nobody. I should ask, is anyone on Instagram right now? But anyway, check this out. Look, follow him on Instagram. He's so encouraging. His name is Blake. You know, his name is Blake Young. Pastor Blake Young. He's such an encourager. But I want you to know this. If God can do that to his life... You know, they've just planted Kingdom City, Sydney, um, not long ago, and he is empowering people, wanting to see people reach for Jesus, and that should be our heart too. I met him at the conference, and I go, he doesn't even know who I am. And I go, babe, I used your story, but I want you to know something. Someone could be using your story on the other side of Australia, empowering people. Come on. We're going to give God a round of applause right now. And you have no idea that God might be using your story to empower everybody else. Amen? Now we might ask ourselves, these are some few ways that we can embrace our second chances. We can get around encouraging people, and I cannot stress that enough. Attend church. Can allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart. 
you know, through worship, through the word, even through conversations with somebody else. Take the time to reflect on your situation and look at how you could do things better the next time. And I want to encourage you to seek wise counsel. Speak to someone you consider wise. Pray that God would lead you. Amen, church. If I could ask our key players, our keys players to make their way up, please. My third point today is this. God gives us a second chance. So let's push through our challenges for his glory. Did you hear that? God gives us a second chance. So let's push through our challenges, no matter what they are, for his glory. You know, God gave us a second chance when he gave up his one and only son. And he rose on the third day victorious. And 1 Peter 2, 24 says this. Christ himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Do you know, church, Jesus lived a sinless life that we couldn't live. He died a gruesome death that we should have received. He gave us a second chance, multiple chances, to take hold of the life full of purpose that he desires for us to have. When we face life's challenges, we have to remember something. Stand firm in God, and that's my encouragement to you. Continue to glorify him right through life's challenges. In the midst of hardship, God gives us a second chance. You know, often when we go through challenges, we tend to focus on our weaknesses. But we're unable to see the blessing in that season at that time. But like Pastor Blake Young, like I shared with you, he might not have seen what was happening in his life in that season, but God saw what he was going to do with the challenges that he was facing at that time. You know, many times, focusing on weaknesses, I want to encourage you with something. Let's focus on God in the midst of our weaknesses. Do you know, the story of Paul is a great encouragement to us. You know, it's going to allow us to shift our mindset into realizing that God's got our backs. Paul's life was a wonderful example of how God's grace is sufficient even in our weakness. We know that Paul speaks about a thorn on his side in the Bible. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10, it reads this. I was given a thorn in my flesh to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness so that Christ's power, listen to this, may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulty. For when I am weak, I am strong. 
you know, church, I don't know what your situation might be. I don't know what sort of thorn you might be battling with in your own life. It could be physical. Maybe it's a disability. Maybe it's a chronic illness that you've continued to battle. Maybe it's a headache that just keeps coming back and it never goes away. Or maybe it's relational. Maybe it's a family member that continues to cause conflict with you. Maybe it's a work colleague that might annoy you. Maybe it's financial. Maybe you come to the point with your finances where you feel like you finally got there, that you can get started and allow it to be refreshed, but then all of a sudden, a few other bills get chucked on top of it. And it feels like you just start all over again. And it's stressing you out. Church, I want to encourage you with this. Whatever your thorn may be, whatever your challenge may be, God's Word says God's grace is enough. So let's keep pushing forward towards honoring Him despite the thorn that we may have in our lives, despite the challenge. Let's believe for breakthrough. And I want to encourage you with something. When you're in the middle of hard times, understand this. You keep pushing through and glorifying God. You have no idea who's watching. You have no idea who's being empowered because somebody else might be going through a hard time as well and they look at your faith and look at the way that you're standing and that you're declaring the goodness of God in the midst of a hard time and they even know your situation. That God would still use you to inspire other people to take hold of the goodness of the Lord. Amen, church. So that is my encouragement. If I could ask the worship team to make their way up. And as I come to a close today, as you've heard today, God is the God of second chances. That despite our mistakes, and you've heard some of the mistakes of the people in the Bible have made, it's probably far greater than any mistakes that we've made in our lives. But whatever the case is, God still gives us a second chance. God gives us a second chance even if we feel unworthy. Who knows, you might be the person that feels unworthy. But God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. God gives us a second chance. So let us push through all the challenges that we might be facing in our lives so that we can glorify God and see other people touched by the power of God through it. Let's embrace our second chance so that we could honor God with who we are. Amen, church. I'm going to take this opportunity right now, and I'm going to pray for all of us. You know, I'm pretty sure that all of us need second chances. And we're going to pray that God would help us to embrace the second chances when they come as opportunity, so that our lives will be transformed, but it will bring back glory to God. Amen, church. If I could ask every head bowed, and every eye closed. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we commit this time to you. We thank you for your word, Lord. We pray for each and every one of us right now, Lord. Even the people online, we pray that your Holy Spirit would help us to embrace the second chances of life, Lord. We pray that you would help us 
to take hold of the second chance so that we may live life to the fullest, to push through the challenges of life, to bring back your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we say this prayer. We all say, come on, church, let's give a hand, round of applause for our God. You know, before we finish today, I wanted to take this opportunity. If you've never given your heart to the Lord before, it would be my greatest honor to pray the prayer of salvation with you. Maybe you used to have a relationship with God, but for whatever reason, you know, you've walked away from that. God is here to give you a second chance. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you right now, why don't you raise your hand as an act of faith to God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Church, I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me in support of those people who have made this commitment. Father God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm not where I want to be. I pray for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price of my sins. I ask that you come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, why don't we put our hands together for our God? Thanks for listening to this week's message from Encompass Church. If today's message has impacted you and you want to give your life to Jesus, if you need prayer or if you want to get connected to the church, please contact us at office at encompass.org.au. Never miss a moment by following us online. Search for Encompass Church on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.